outsiders only. This is Sky Terror. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, fans of Sky Terror. Welcome to episode number 57 of Outsiders Only, the Sky Terror podcast for the fans, of the fans, and by the fans. I'm the commander reporting in for duty on time and punctually, as always. And joining me punctually and on time, as always, is Zaragol. Hello there. We are also joined as well by the person for whom schedules and times are really more of a suggestion rather than something to be abided by, because why would we ever do something that, you know, would inconvenience everyone else in the recording? Ryan. Hello, everybody. I was having lunch with multiple family members, a lot more than the three people here, and also wasn't the last one. I will hand it over to the person who was last today, Eric. That was me. It's my (laughs) fault. Don't blame Ryan, everyone. Nope, we're still blaming Ryan, uh, because Ryan uh, is a member of the show, and we do not fault our guests. They are faultless, unless they are Giacomo, at which case we fault Ryan (laughs) and the guest. (laughs) So, uh, to give everyone a a brief overview of today's discussion, Eric, as we know, is the organized play coordinator for taking that role in the 2021 season. He's going to give us a brief overview of the state of the World Championship as it stands right now. We're going to talk a little bit about the format, the comp the competitors, what the competition is looking like, how you'll be able to view it, and so on. Uh, But before we do that, I would like to just take a a small personal moment, if we could, and reflect on a uh, thing that is very important to me. Uh, So November 8th, as many uh, will remember, is the one-year anniversary of the passing of Alex Trebek. And for those of you in the international community who may not be familiar with him, Alex Trebek was the host of Jeopardy!, which was a trivia TV show, hosted it for multiple decades, a very, very well-respected man, and really one of the American legends. Uh, And so in his honor, I thought that we'd play a quick round of Jeopardy to kind of celebrate everything that he did for us. Uh, So we have three categories for us. Uh, There are 400, 800, 1200, 1600, and 2000 for each category. And the categories are Sky Tear, Reliability, and control. So, Zaragol, since you were on time, you get to ask the first question on the board. Reliability 2000. <laughs> Reliability for 2000. This person can never be depended to show up on time for a recording. Who's Corrido? Correct. 2000 points to Zaragol. Go again. <laughs> uh, Skyter 1600. This person in the Skyter community, who is a member of Outsiders Only, cannot be trusted to show up on time for recordings. Who's Kurito? Correct. 1600 to you again. Go one more time. What was the other category? Control. Oh, nice. Uh, I take control. 2000. Control. This person who is often found to be playing control type decks cannot be counted on to show up on time for a recording. Uh, who's Kurito? Correct again. By the way, you two could also have joined in to play this at any time. This wasn't just Zergal playing. <laughs> So now that we've established that Ryan is unable uh, to show up on time, uh, thank you for indulging me, everyone. And again, truly, we do miss Alex Trebek. On a serious note, he was a great man. Jeopardy is still a great show. Go watch it. So that's over. Eric, tell us a little bit about the 2021 World Championships. Yeah, thanks. So uh, uh, December 11th and 12th, we're going to be holding the uh, online World Championships, the only World Mm -hmm. Championships this year. Hopefully someday we'll get back to in-life play and be able to do something else. But uh, this year it is going to be online again. Uh, we've got 16 competitors, 
and 13 of those have been identified so far. Uh, they've been identified either because they were the last year's world champion, Tim Bunn, mm-hmm. or they won one of the world qualifiers online. Uh, and then we also had a last chance qualifier that's, that went off last weekend to determine another five of them. We've got three more spots. One of them is going to be a Italian in-person qualifier happening this weekend. And then the last one is two of the top Brazilian national players will be making it. I know that uh, event is going on. I know they're in the quarterfinals at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that should be done before December 4th to get us our last two competitors. Um, uh, and I'm going to quickly just run down the names of the people since you said we were going to do that. And so Indeed. we've got uh, Game Slayer, who actually won two world qualifiers. The second one, he got to pass down. Uh, myself, Schmioz, <laughs> Bearcat, Grey Ghost, and King of Jokes. And then Matthias G-, G was the person that got second place to uh, Game Slayer, and so he has mm-hmm. a uh, invite as well. Mm-hmm. And then in the World Qualifier last weekend, we had oh uh, sorry, we also had uh, Doc Nika make it as a uh, winner, but he's unable to play, and so mm-hmm. his passed down to a fifth person at the World Qualifiers. And so speaking of or last chance qualifiers, and so speaking of last chance qualifiers, we have five people that qualified from that. That would be Carito, Red Scare, C Dubs, Gabri, and Irving person. So those nice. are our 13 that we currently have uh, uh, qualified with three more to come. All right. By, uh, by uh, and, off chance. Oh, go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead. Uh, just to add on. Um, so we have the top five from the last chance qualifier, but the event itself has not finished. Uh, there's still going to be a semifinal game between C-Dubs and Red Scare, and the winner of that will play me in the finals. Um, and we'll hopefully get at least one of those games on stream. Awesome. Yeah. And that'll help yes. uh, determine seeding for the actual world qualifiers. So there is mm-hmm. something to be played for there. Nice. I, that was actually going to be my lead in uh, to my next question, actually. What do we do? We have a procedure for the seeding yet that we can share or is that still kind of being like finalized? So it has been finalized. Uh, Ricardo has okay. signed off on it. However, we're not sharing it because Fair we enough. don't want somebody like the Brazilian mm, people to say, sure, oh, sure, I don't sure. want to play against Smeoz. And if I win, then, I, you know, I'm right. not, that's what's happening. But we want people Makes not sense. to be playing for that. We want sure. everybody to be playing to try and win. Right. Makes so the seeding sense. is not going to change. It's been determined, but it has not been shared. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, that and I mean that that is certainly uh, an issue that we've seen in both sports, traditional physical sports, but also esports as well. Mm. Uh, a lot of teams will. Uh, some some programs have come up with some countermeasures, but nevertheless, it is still kind of a concern of you know people saying, "Hey, I can play to lose and then have an advantage later and win that way." So yep. perfectly perfectly understandable as well. I remember there was a huge like a uh, tanking scandal at the Olympics for badminton yes. a few years ago. The badminton yes. one was ridiculous. If you saw those yeah. games where they were trying to throw it as hard as they could, yep. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. There's there is yeah. I think I think that the dynamic seating idea definitely can work to counter that. Uh, obviously, yep. like everything else, it does need some tuning and refinement. But I do think that that is a good first step that organizations have started to come up with in order to combat this this idea of intentionally tanking just to get better seating right and, and if 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 our procedure was known i think you know that's what they do for uh, tennis right basically they, yes they have one and two on opposite sides but then three and four might be against the three might be mm-hmm. against the one or the two and etc and stuff so right. we could do that but here since it's unknown i mean people can guess at what they think the seating is but sure. that's you know I don't see that's any different than it being random. So I think we're going to be okay, at least for this year until uh, people catch on. Indeed. Um, So going on to some more details about this. um, Mm -hmm. So the start time is going to be, most of our stuff started at, um, uh, at 4 PM, 1 PM or 3 PM GMT uh, for throughout the year. But we really want to get 
most of our games done on Saturday. So we are actually mm -hmm. moving everything up for this thing two hours. So that means um, we will be starting at 1 p.m. GMT. So that's yeah. 2 p.m. Italy time. So mm -hmm. hopefully we're getting five rounds of that in. We'll be able to, you know, last year we had some uh, Europeans that were really been burning the midnight oil in order to get their games done. Mm -hmm. That does mean if we have anybody on the uh, West Coast, they'll be waking up at 5 a.m. in order to play in the uh, World Championship. Oh. But I think think everybody is central or later so 7 a.m mm. is the earliest we're asking people but That's again not it's not so bad you know i woke up at 5 and 6 a.m to travel to dallas for you know regionals and stuff like that so mm -hmm. i don't know that it's a horrible inconvenience and it's way better for the europeans so this is our compromise for this year sure makes perfect um, sense i got up at the entire bed will be on the two lane map oh sorry you had a question i got up i woke up at 5 15 today <laughs> and you were go. still late for the recording imagine yes. this <laughs> i'm taking a nap <laughs> So, Still late. <laughs> Waking up 5.15. Yeah. Younglings. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, entire event is going to be on the two-lane map. Last year, we did a hybrid of two-lane and Ashen mm -hmm. Pass, but this mm -hmm. year has been decided we're just going to do two-lane for everything. It's going to be double elimination. So uh, basically, if you're in the, the winner's bracket, you can keep staying up there. If you go to loser's bracket and lose a second time, you're out. Otherwise, you get mm -hmm. to uh, try and win, get back up to the final. But then mm -hmm. the grand final itself will be a winner takes all. So mm -hmm. if you are the winner of the winner's bracket and then lose to the person that won the loser's bracket, you do lose. However, that winner has the advantage of choosing whether to go first or second and the choice of outsider. So they will have some mm -hmm. advantage uh, inherent in that game. But after mm -hmm. that, it's a one win and that person wins. Sounds now, could, can you share what the decision was behind the idea of changing from Ashen Pass being in the loser's bracket to just everything on the two lane? Um, so it, it was discussed. And so there's a the building a deck for both Ashen Pass and mm -hmm. two lane was not... Um, there was some uh, pushback yeah. from players last year about sure. having to have the same deck on both. Mm -hmm. And so uh, uh, the brothers decided that that was not ideal. So mm -hmm. we definitely discussed having it with two maps, but then have bringing two decks mm -hmm. and the possibility of that, but uh, to try and keep it simpler. Sure. Um, my And th uh, this is my input. Again, I was not the decision maker. That was totally the Neary brothers. But my input was that I think that uh, Tulane is a more popular map in yes. the um, in the competitive event. I'm, I'm yes. Ash Pass is fine. And when it came out originally, I think it was uh, enjoyed. But I think overall, uh, two-lane map has been the preferred one. I know that in some of yes. the Ash and Pass ones, people are like, yeah, I got to... <laughs> they haven't practiced at all, and they just brought a deck because they could, right? But uh, mm -hmm. they most people prefer. Now, that, I don't think that's 100% true. Ricardo says there's a groups of people in uh, Italy that really like Ash and Pass, so that might not be hmm. universally true, but that was my... Uh, input into that decision. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That Plus, makes if we just, sense. If we, if we did it all on Ashen Pass, we know Gameslayer would win. It's more interesting if we do Tooling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. Um, <laughs> to be to be fair, though, uh, there are the new heroes, um, which mm -hmm. are going to be enabled. Both Kohai and Dimmy's Pebbles will be able to be used, so that might change his opinion, because Gameslayer conquered the Ashen Pass, with the original 24 plus the Winter Seer expansion heroes. And, and we've seen the absurd amounts of displacement that Kohai can bring. Mm -hmm. And we've started to give a teaser of the amount of control that Doomies can bring. Yep. Because we've shown the hero card. And oh, by the way, we're going to be showing off his ultimate in just a little bit. That'll be exciting. But yeah, it'll make your heads explode. Yeah. <laughs> wow, we definitely <laughs> haven't made that joke before. Wow. <laughs> 
you you just uh, scooped me on my next point, which was that Unforgotten Ooh. will be uh, part of the World Championships. It was Woo! not part of the Last Chance Qualifiers. Uh, the Unforgotten should be released on December 3rd. The mm -hmm. next clash is going to start on that Tuesday, which I think is December 6th, so everybody can get a taste of these uh, new heroes and new cards for themselves that first week. And then ah. that next weekend, uh, the uh, World Championships will be happening, and so uh, everybody will be able to see these two new heroes and the ten new cards in action. Yes! Oh, that'll be fun. Any any general predictions here between the three of us? Like, how, what, so we have 16 players. How many of them do you think will bring one or the other, and how many do you think will bring both and I'm just talking like there, in their there, six their six hero lineup. There are four of us here, not three of us. I don't count myself here. There is Zergal, <laughs> there is you, and there is Eric. <clears throat> Ryan, you start. Um, How many will bring one or the other? And it does, you don't necessarily. Have, I mean, if you want to divide it up between Kohai and Doomies, you can. But um, one or the other, and then both out of sixteen. I think probably. So I, I would say at least twelve. Okay. What, wow. one or well, the other? At least or... 12 will bring at least one. Okay. I was going with four. I think people are only going to have a week to test with it, and so some mm -hmm. uh, daring people are going to. And, I mean, the, the good part about picking one of them is that other people won't have very much uh, testing against it, so you might right. be able to mm. win that way. But also, mm. you probably don't know the best way to utilize them either. I mean, you know, depending sure. on how much you jam with them and stuff. So um, I think a lot of people will be set in their ways, and, you know, if they are... Uh, blue hero or a nupton hero or something like that you know switching over to red green just for this event seems like mm. a big leap so my guess is sure. four ish i, I okay. so i don't necessarily think that all those people are going to be going red green i think there'll be a fair amount of i think green is going to be very popular in this set sure. um, and i think though maybe people will be going a lot of blue green but i think it's easy enough to throw one of those heroes in in mm. place of like an akla or a kotlik who people might not like as much sure we yeah. shall see <clears throat> Okay. Let's see you pick somebody in the middle there, Zergul. Uh -huh. uh, initially, I I was gonna say all of them, but uh, all of them I would say for Nelaklin with the new cards. Oh, Nelaklin is gonna be. So we are. I think I think uh, Nelaklin is going to be very popular, mm -hmm. and we are going to see him in most of the decks. Um, yeah, the new heroes. Kohai, Dumis, yeah, more than half. I would say more than half, at least one. And I could imagine that Nelaklin is present in all the games. Ooh, so you're saying Nelaklin has a chance of going 16 out of 16. Mm -hmm. Clinton, take know. notes. Ban, ban Nelaklin <laughs> from the prediction thing that we're running. <laughs> I think, um, I don't know, there's some people that are very set in certain colors, like... Gray Ghost, Gray Ghost almost always plays yellow. Although I think he he has experimenting with other stuff. So yeah, but it doesn't matter thing. for Nelaklin. Yeah, yeah. First of all, yeah, Nelaklin doesn't care about yellow, and second of all, yellow got dunked on with this expansion. Like mm -hmm. there is absolutely no yellow help at all. We have to wait for the spring expansion where we're getting the blue yellow and the yellow blue uh, heroes, and then that's when we'll we'll get the the complementing sets of of rune cards. But like yellow. It's very clear to me that the Neeries just hate the Nuptins. Um, We have absolutely no yellow cards in this expansion. The Nuptins are the only hero faction not featured in the Horde. Uh, checkmate. Clearly the Neeries just hate yellow. <laughs> but RG, I mean, we've got everybody else on record. What's your prediction for how many Doomies and Kohais we'll see? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going... That's fair. I'm going to say there will be nine people that will have one or the other, and I will say that three people will bring both. Mm. Out of 16. Yeah. 
I think there will be some people that are willing to bring both just because the two of them, even if there's low damage output, there's very high, as I mentioned, control and displacement because Kohai, you have the ability to yank people quite quite far, actually, if we're going to be honest, um, uh, and then flip their lead cards around. And Doomies, you can just stack up the control and um, presents don't mean jack. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty exciting. Red has had str red oh. decks can do control through killing, but now all of a sudden red decks can do control through control. So we um, love to see it. How effective that is, uh, you know, how well does it synergize with the other people? Because there's some characters like Yami and stuff that could do decent control, but a lot of oh, times yeah. you saw her like sprinkled into a yellow if she was doing control or something like that, right? Yes. As opposed to a base red had a tough time. You know, yes. if, if the other side was just sitting on presence and, you know, mm -hmm. coal and stuff like that, it'd be like mm -hmm. the long game probably isn't going to red. But now all of a sudden, <laughs> those doomies can get scary and uh, yes. so I also can just mess with stuff. Uh, and that's the important thing you touched on, Eric, is now both doomies and Kohai can run sinkhole. We love to see it. Hmm. We don't. We may not. We may not necessarily have the presence card yet, <laughs> but Doomies is close enough. And also because of how Doomies work, uh, you can in fact just stack that up and just do a huge control burst if you keep him away from keep them away from pillars. Um, but like we've got Sinkle now. It, we love to see it. Uh, question, uh, RG, just to be clear. Um, yes. When you said at least nine would bring Doomies or Kohai, and then, uh, or you said nine would bring one of them, and then three would bring Broth. Yes. Is that, is, with that, are you saying nine would bring at least one, or nine exactly one? Nine would bring either or. Okay, so 12 yeah. are twelve exactly one. Right, right, uh, right. Yeah. 12 so at I'm least saying... one, 12 at least one. Right, yes, yeah, sorry, yeah. I, I may have misspoke. Yeah, I'm saying that nine people will have either or, three people will have both, four people will have neither of them. Mm, you made a gotcha. much more specific prediction than the three of us. So that's okay. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's what I do. That's the world that I live in. Specific yeah. predictions. But so but he did one. say tw that means twelve would he? RG said uh, um, twelve would bring at least one, which means he agreed with me, which is a oh, groundbreaking moment. Listen, <laughs> even a Never broken clock before. is right twice a day. Also, that's not true. There have been several points that we've agreed on because you realize that my position was the correct choice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? Everyone is entitled to my opinion. Um, no, that's not, that's not how that works at all. <laughs> all right. Okay. God. So okay, but I um, uh, I also but, uh, I would agree uh, totally with you guys thinking about who's um, generally playing with other mm -hmm. type of decks. So like mm -hmm. um, yellow red decks, uh, other combinations. So for example, mm -hmm. in Brazil, you see more aggressive decks. For example, so yeah, you love to see it. Yeah, yeah, you love to see it. Um, so generally, there's the question, of course, uh, as I think Eric mentioned, is yes. is that person willing to change uh, his general strategy um, just to get some new heroes in which haven't been tested so much uh, actually in the in the in the season then until the world championship is going to. Sure. Uh, to be uh, fulfilled yeah so that's that's an interesting uh, thought there um <clears throat> i don't know what what do you guys think so about it are you uh do you think yeah okay i i have the new heroes here i have a lot of options with the cards um we see a lot of options with nelaklan now in let's say nearly every kind of deck mm -hmm. um what would be your thoughts on that one would you be willing to change just because you now have new options 
or is it too risky? So one of the things that's interesting is that I think that some things can be sort of substitutable. So one of the reasons that Miyuki was very strong was her ability to control an area, right? You bring her out, anybody that's marked within her doesn't get to flip and gets minus one on the attack. She also applies two conditions. So Kohai can do something similar. Obviously, in Miyuki's case, it was it was a one worship for two things, but Kohai can do the slow, uh, and then from from the attack action, as well as apply the mark, and then flip the leads as well. So I think that in terms of kind of a disruption hero, I think that there's reasonable substitution. Um, Kohai is obviously more durable than Miyuki. Kohai is 18 health, one armor. Miyuki, 16 health, one armor. The difference is, are you willing to sacrifice yellow cards? And in a in a primarily red-yellow deck, the yellow cards that you're often going to be running would include redirects, swiftness or time glitch, depending on your choice, and then either soul scream or wind blasts. Yeah, but in not... exchange, yeah, okay. But now but... we get access to green, and so mm -hmm. we can do sinkhole. Yeah, sure, but not you don't necessarily have to change those really important cards in a yellow mm -hmm. deck for right. just sinkhole, let's say. we've got Yami. <clears throat> yeah, okay. All praise be to Yami. <laughs> yeah, and there are other options with the new yes. card. So indeed, indeed. There are more reasons to, for example, put in a Kohai. Mm -hmm. um, so you then have access to green cards as well, and you mm -hmm. have access to, um, yeah, the double mana cards the dual mana cards yes as well so i mean the big thing here is people have basically a week right so we're talking beginning of a yes. uh, new meta mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and so somebody's like oh i have this awesome idea for kohai they build a deck with them and if the first two games go sideways they might just be like i i this, right. this might be a real deck but i need mm -hmm. a month to get it tuned i gotta go back sure. to what i do or sure. they can play it and be like, well, this just seems ridiculously strong, you know, and maybe nobody knows the counter to it yet, right? Which, mm -hmm. you know, like when we started playing with Ekrit, I thought Ekrit was broken good, right? Mm -hmm. Now she's very sure. good, but, you know, if people play around her, then they can uh, counter her to some degree, right? And so I think sure. mm -hmm. I sure. might eventually get to that point also. So the question is, with one week in, is it, oh, everybody, it's easy to play Kohai and he's just strong? Or mm -hmm. is it, I can't figure out how to make this guy work? And therefore, it's not sure. worth trying to bring it and mess up what I've, you know, been working on for months. So I think sure. uh, it'll, yeah. it, it's a exciting time, right? If people want to take the risk, uh, they ha there's definite uh, edges to be had there, but it is yes. a risk. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And to that point, yes. uh, somebody will have to decide how much, like, you know, people want to count, like, devote certain cards to countering Kohai. How mm -hmm. much do they want to devote to that, not knowing how many oh, people yes. are going to bring Kohai? Yeah. Right. Because even though there will be the open deck lists, you know, those won't be revealed until the competition starts. So it's not like, you know, I can wait till the last second and be like, oh, hey, look, I see that five people have brought Kohai. Mm -hmm. Let me just channel stuff these anti-Kohai cards in and call it a day. No, the deck lists will all be made revealed after the lock-in period. So you have to decide, read the room. Obviously, you know, Discord can provide some ideas, but, you know, a lot of people I think are going to be veiled with their thoughts on mm. who to bring and who to lead. Yeah. yeah. Personally, I think what we'll be see a lot, seeing a lot of people do is they'll kind of build something that they've used and are familiar with and then mm -hmm. edit that with some of the new cards in the expansion and mm -hmm. 
maybe throw in one or two of the new heroes if it fits mm. in their deck. But they're going to mostly try and stick to what they know. Sure. Mm. So, Ryan, then, since you, you play a lot of blue-green, would you say that you'll stick with your team and then maybe edit in a Vorhild Zoth? Hmm. Um, nice segue. Wasn't <laughs> well, that was pretty smooth? <laughs> it's possible. I haven't decided yet. I might stick with my blue deck. I mean, I've also <laughs> um, played a fair amount of like a green base deck um, mm-hmm. with things like Tlakali, Nantaka, sure. uh, and you know Umbrella, right? So I might decide to go with something like that instead. But probably gonna go with one of those two decks and then throw in some of the new cards. And if I go with the green build, maybe even throw in a Kohai. But Vorhold's mm-hmm. Oath probably might have a good place in that list maybe we'll find out and do, do you want why to tell is it? what it does <laughs> oh i could yes that would that would probably be useful wouldn't it it would <laughs> that way people yeah. can understand why you're tacking it in <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it definitely fits a little bit better in those uh green lists um and the reason for that is because um the first line of text on it is additional cost remove a pillar on the battlefield yes it is a one mana plus one action Mm-hmm. Um, and the effect is choose one attack skirmish move worship lead Ooh. another friendly hero adjacent to the remove pillar takes the chosen action so if you have more pillars it gives you a lot more flexibility on what pillars you can remove and who you can have take that action mm-hmm. um and so i definitely think i feel like it goes better in those green uh, a green base list than a blue list, but obviously, you know, Vorhild can can place pillars by herself, so you can she still can. always play that, as long as you have a Vorhild or Nantaka. Now, interestingly enough, it says remove a pillar, not a friendly pillar, which means if you are going against someone like Kohai or Dumis that spawns pillars, you can also remove the opponent's pillars. Kaboom. Yes, this is very true. Similar <laughs> as, as... to... Oh, go ahead. Similar to similar to Topple and uh, yes. Topple Hungers. Mm-hmm. Indeed, yes. As someone who lost their uh, one last chance qualifier game due to an opponent's effect coming off of one of my pillars, I can sympathize with the pain of having your pillars be turned against you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's. I'm curious if we're going to see it be used a lot like Twist Allegiance before it was banned, where it was always used to move. Sure. But it's possible we won't see it quite used as much that way because this one is friendly heroes not enemies so you can't use right. it to move your opponent away from control tokens and just steal games because that was dumb but you can still use it to move one of yours in if they couldn't get in range by because of like a sinkhole or something mm-hmm. or to switch where they are or to get a lead in a place where you didn't have a lead mm-hmm. right the, one of the immediate oh go ahead eric i was just gonna say imagine you're going second and you've got ixatosk on your team all of a sudden you can you know have him worship and move to <laughs> the guy and play this card and you move another guy and all of a sudden the entire board has changed and the guy the your opponent's like this was not at all what i thought was going on with the last yeah. time in the game right so what you're saying is i can get a third use of my yami passive <laughs> that is true <laughs> yeah it's not a yami's activation <laughs> i'm all aboard this card already yeah. Um, unfortunately, though, for for you, um, if Ishatosk is already worshiping to move Yami, you would need a different blue green hero to cast it. So that means this you need to devote. You would need to have some like a Tlakali or Nantaka or <coughs> Neliklin in your deck to do that. <laughs> uh, didn't we already talk about? Did, I was gonna say, didn't we already <laughs> say Neliklin was gonna be a happening kind of dude? Who, who again <laughs> mentioned it? Uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> cuff, cuff. So the the other thing too, and I, I think Ryan, you kind of touched on it. One of the things that I could also see this being used for is kind of a a setup wherein we have someone like Shalavi in the in the lane 
use her to move, lead, worship, then somehow get a pillar next to her, play mm. this card, allow her to take the attack action. She's already shapeshifted. That'll allow you to, to whack both of the minions and still have that lead card on her, giving you very strong advantage in the lane. Yeah, or a setup for a double kill, for example. Oh, yes. Also, using your assassin to double kill people. Ooh, that'd be cool. You can also use this to have someone like Kohai or Shadris mm. take a worship action and get two effects off of their worship. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, or just, you know, you can use it to have Shilavi take a worship action before Shilavi ults, so she gets to do her thing twice. Yes, that is true. Unless you grasp of granite them while they're slowed and lock them in place. <laughs> <laughs> no ultimate dance for you. <laughs> They can still damage something twice if there's something already adjacent to them. It's true, but if she's in the middle of the field, unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, that would that would definitely suck. I have luckily not had that happen to me yet. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, so that's uh, that's Vorhild's oath. Any other thoughts? I mean, I think it seems pretty good. It's it's as Ryan also pointed out. It is the blue green rune plus one. It is an action card, so you can't do some weird reaction shenanigans uh, to dodge. But I mean, it, it's it seems pretty good value. Uh, for only one mana. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, as I mentioned before, it's kind of similar to Twist Allegiance and how it works, <laughs> sure, except sure. it's for friendly, not enemy. Um, but it's only one mana while Twist Allegiance was two and got banned. So it, based <laughs> on that alone, I would say it seems pretty strong. But I do think the fact that it's friendly instead of enemy definitely yeah. is a big difference. Uh, yeah. Balances it. And you have the additional cost. So you have to prepare something, set something up, or, yeah, for example, have one of your heroes adjacent to an enemy hero, uh, enemy pillar, as you mentioned. So this mm-hmm. could accidentally, situationally uh, happen, but you mm-hmm. could still need to set something up in that way. Yes. So, so I think harder. that's okay as a one mana card, and but the plus one modifier is pretty good, I think. But the other side is the upside. If you're playing against green, like if it's a unburial right mirror, mm-hmm. being able to wax Ooh. their pillar and maybe yes. push it for your own pillar all of a sudden that's really good but then that that annoying cost is not a cost it's a huge benefit it's like absolutely destroy the pillar and you get something else out of this absolutely and yeah. honestly even even if that you know oh no i guess i guess you couldn't play it just to whack the pillar if there's nobody next to the pillar to, to use yep, the you gotta get somebody next to it yeah yep. somebody has to go and uh, blow that thing up but still again great great value um, and this is nice because, you know, obviously one of the, the things that a lot of people have done to counter the Umbrial rights is to tech in yellow and use Triumph of the Light to, you know, banish a pillar whenever someone tries to cast that Umbrial rights or barring the way. Obviously playing blue-green doesn't necessarily have uh, any access to such a counter card. This is just another way to stop the Umbrial play. And, and again, I think you love to see it. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think the biggest counter for Umbrella in green is uh, Shotland Hungers. Yes. True. Yeah. True. Um, but yeah, and I also, as you were mentioning before, because you can use it to get rid of your opponent's pillars, um, mm-hmm. it gives you that extra, it makes it a lot stronger in those situations, as you and Eric are both saying. Yes. And as we were talking about before, we both expect that there to be a fair amount of green uh, in the world. So I feel like we might see a very big <clears throat> presence of Warhill's Oath. <laughs> in, ca- in case that hasn't been abundantly clear over the last two years but it's okay because now now red and green has their own sort of version of presence and it's on a yes, hero we love it we love to see it also it is now time 
and I have been waiting to spoil this card ever since we've talked about it, but of course Giacomo puts it last on the list because yeah, sure. it's Giacomo. <laughs> uh, it is time, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll please, for Doomie's Ultimate. Boom! <laughs> so, how does this card work? It is an action card. Place Doomies on a target empty hex anywhere on the battlefield. Line of sight not required. We love to see it. We're teleporting our way in. Deal one damage to all adjacent enemies and push them one hex. So this is a very good replacement, I think, for the Hogasai uh, Supernova. Hogasai kind of fell off a lot in Season 2 because of a number of things, one of them being the way that the Skirmish Rule was changed. Haven't seen him nearly as much. This is a great way to deal a lot of minion clearance. But also, again, more control, that push effect. Even if the uh, damage necessarily doesn't always go through, lots of heroes have armor, that's fine. We're going to go ahead and push them out of the way, potentially into a control zone they didn't want to be in, out of a control zone, whatever the case may be, doesn't matter. Um, it's absolutely wonderful. It's beautiful. I love it. Also, the artwork is phenomenal. For those of you who, re <laughs> for those of you who remember uh, this video, I'm, you're all going to hate me for this. So the video, or the, the art here, uh, basically shows uh, a minion wielding two of the bombs, kind of straddle riding a rocket. Uh, and it very much reminds me of Miley Cyrus riding that wrecking ball. <laughs> <laughs> that was the immediate thing that I saw. When I saw this card art, I'm like, oh my God, we've immortalized the wrecking ball. <laughs> and it's appropriate because this rocket is coming in to wreck things. At least the minions have some sort of clothes on. That, uh, do they? <laughs> yeah, they do. Do they? Look at the shoulder pad. Yeah, they have at least they, they shoulder have a, pads. They have a shoulder pad and maybe knee a knee brace on. Wow. So much clothing. Great. Honestly, it's about the same as what Miley had on too during that video. <laughs> And the minions have longer hair, right? Do they have hair? These things look like they have rock. I think the hair length also might be about the same size. I thought we went over this before. Doomies don't have hair. Did we? Oh, yeah. We had, there was a big hair <laughs> Let's not split hairs over this, though. There's no hairs to split. Oh, yeah. We made that joke, too, Ryan. Hey. Uh... You can tell that Ryan's a developer because he recycles everything. <laughs> Uh, I was referencing the joke, not recycling it. There's a slightly a slight difference there. Uh -huh. Very slight. But anyway, my first impression when I see this card yes. well, is um, the way it targets is it's the same as with Sethra's ultimate. Yes. So yes. It's, you can choose any hex on the battlefield and you target it. Mm -hmm. um, so something like redirect can make Doomies very, very sad. Yes. Oh, yes, because Doomies is teleporting with this. Yeah. yeah, you can you can choose where Doomies teleports to if you if you have a redirect, which is kind of hilarious, honestly. Yeah, put him <laughs> put him in the corner. You are a bad boy or bad group into the corner with you. Yep. Also, yeah. obviously, anything like sinkhole or thorn roots or whatever, that's always going to counter it too because it's a movement sure. effect. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, but my other impression of it is you place them on a target hex. If yes. that hex is no long no longer a valid hex to be placed, Correct. the whole thing would fizzle. Correct. So, for example, if hex. you do like a underground tunnels or a time warp or something to move mm -hmm. a minion or hero into yes. that yep. hex, mm -hmm. it counters the entire ultimate. Indeed. So, yes. Uh, and this card, as we mentioned, is an action card, not a reaction card. So, 
Um, there's there's definitely some telegraphing coming with it. And as, as Ryan pointed out, plenty of ways to stop it. So if you can stop uh, Doomies riding in like a wrecking ball, um, <laughs> great. Uh, if not, then I suspect this, this right here looks to me more like a reposition <laughs> and minion clearing card as opposed to something that I'm going to use to try and kill you. Because honestly, one damage, not impressive for heroes. Um, very good on clearing out illusions, pillars, and minions, though. And again, as we mentioned, Doomies is about red control. So this looks very much like, hey, I'm just going to let my opponent slow push the wave in, and then we're going to correct that all at once. I'm now, just... if you use... Uh, you were talking before, sorry, um, about... Yes. Are you really sorry, though? Because you just kept yes. going. Like, if you were really sorry, then you would have stopped and let Zergal go. Go on. Well, go somebody ahead. Somebody had to keep going. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. Great. Zergal, go ahead. I'm up. I'm up. Um, I was just thinking, as you mentioned, the Wrecking Ball story again. If there weren't... <laughs> If there weren't any, uh, let's say, issues with um, copyrights <laughs> on YouTube, then you could be absolutely sure that I would somehow implement Wrecking Ball, a Wrecking Ball meme or something when this uh, ultimate shows up during the stream. And, I mean, and I'm finals. pretty sure there's something under creative fair use that we could change it enough and get away with <laughs> yeah. it. We, we, we need to look uh, into I'm, this. I'm going to have uh, a look into it. And yeah, we're going to look into if, this. If there is a way, then please just join the stream and we are going to have a lot of fun. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, you were saying how you don't normally want to use this on heroes because it's generally better against minions. While I mostly agree with you, uh, I would just like to bring up Dance of Death. Mostly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sorry. a good point. <laughs> That would be huge, except for the part that you would either A, need a Mind Palace, or B, be on turn 5. And I can't remember the last time I've seen a game get to turn 5. Um, what about Eye of the Guardian? True! You could do that. Um, <laughs> the problem is, is Eye of the Guardian doesn't affect non-ultimate cards. Uh, so you would have... Well, is I, I forget. Is Eye of the Guardian a reaction? Because otherwise you wouldn't be able to chain this. Also, Dance of Death is a one mana card, so you could always do you could always do a turn four and or turn oh, three. Oh, I'm thinking, with the yeah, blocks. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of Lore of the Tainted. Lore of the Tainted's too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Dance of the Death would be very good. And it's a reaction, okay. so you can yeah. you cast you would cast Boom, and yes. then with yes. Boom on the stack, yep. you could cast Eye of the Guardian or Sky Tear Flux, and then use. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. This is totally okay. Yeah. This is totally doable. Turn three. Never mind. Okay. I couldn't remember if I the guardian was a reaction or not. Okay. Um. Yeah. Nelaklin, where you at, homie? <laughs> that would be well, actually. That would actually be huge. So. So. Let's... Uh, no, because this is an ultimate. So Nelaklin cannot cast it. No. 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 Nelaklin to enable I the guardian. Oh, for I the guardian. Yeah. Yeah. That works. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so. So let's do. Let's do quick maths. So let's assume. Let's assume that we have optimal positioning here, such that we boom. Four heroes and the outsider. Because let's say there was a dome brawl, uh, because we love dome brawls. So therefore, that would be five triggers. So the first trigger, you would get frenzy, so that would put doomies up to four. Then you would go plus one attack, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, looking pretty good. <laughs> and then you can go skirmish and then yeah, attack after. Put it up to nine. Wow. Yeah, so if you skirmish, you'd go up to nine. Oh, and then doomies can warship too, which... Uh, wait, does his worship deal damage? Mm, his worship, so you can you can discard a minion to do one mm -hmm. plus. 
Oh yeah, we should probably talk about his um his uh Doomies himself because I don't think up at this point he he has been talked about. Who just released in a newsletter? That's true. Yes. Let's let's talk a little bit about the Forgotten Legion known as the Pebbles. <clears throat> so. Uh, as we mentioned, Doomies is uh, a ranged hero similar to Kohai. Two plus the flip, 16 health, one armor. So about the, the norm for a specialist ranged. Uh, his green ability, join us, within a pillar. And this is hilarious because the text here is tiny in English. In German, you need a magnifying glass to see it. <laughs> yeah. Zergal was showing me so this true. before we recorded. <laughs> and it was like, I'm like, hold on, let me maximize this to like 500%. So, I mean, reading uh, asphalt... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, uh, Eric, you remember maybe uh, the discussions in the revision channel? Yep. And I was telling <laughs> Daenerys like, you guys are serious? You know that I have to translate <laughs> it into German and it's like 10 times the words that you use in English? <laughs> yep. And yeah, that was... Pretty... And they cared about that for about 15 minutes. And they're like, yeah, yeah. we'll just deal with it. You forgot, hey, we just got, deal we with got it. other stuff. Let's move yeah. on. <laughs> Ford, yeah. Zergal, tough. Uh, Alt F4. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the, the pillar ability. So again, remembering the, the idea that each of the dual faction heroes gets one ability from each faction. So the pillar effect is as follows. When Doomies defeats an enemy minion, place a minion on Doomies hero card at the start of the minion phase. Remove all minions from Doomies hero card to grant them plus one control value for each minion removed this way. So uh, notice that it says defeats an enemy minion, not attacks and kills, which means that things like quick shot, combustion, um, boom, <laughs> all add on to this particular effect. Now, of course, the important thing is you must be within a pillar for any of this to trigger within three of the pillars. So if you are not within three of the pillar, minions do not get added to your card. You do not remove them in the minion phase. So they just kind of stay there. If you collected them and then the pillar somehow disappeared because either you removed it or your opponent attacked it. Or, or you moved out of the range. I mean, it's your choice, right? You can yeah. get out of there if you want to. Sure. You could also move out of the range intentionally such that you don't, you want to basically charge up for that big mega presence play in turn two or three or four, whatever. Um, they stay on there and they aren't used. The red part, the Karumo part is rocket with God, my ears. Six e Wait, you mean I didn't blow your ears out with the boom from earlier, but that annoyed you? That was louder than the boom for sure. Oh, wow. Okay. So the red ability is called rocket with six E's. Uh, and it says, when an enemy hero is on, uh, when an enemy hero on the battlefield gains marked, you may remove a minion from Doomies' hero card. If you do, deal one plus flip piercing damage to that enemy. It actually has five E's. Does that five? One, two, three, five. Yeah, you're right. Okay. It does have five. All right. Earlier he said four and it was three and now five instead of six. So he's uh, averaged out. He's got the right. That's name. right. Mm. Exactly. If I shoot one <laughs> meter to the left of the duck and I shoot one meter to the right of the duck, on the average, I've hit it twice. But really, I'm going home hungry. <clears throat> Close to only count to horseshoes and hand grenades. Correct. So, uh, and in this case, now rockets. Um, rockets. So this, this is actually really cool. Yeah, so you could use the warship action to deal additional damage. So realistically, with the optimal boom placement play here, you could very easily get an 11 plus flip uh, with the doomies at range. Hmm. And that's You'll with only one dance it. of death. Yeah, that's with only one dance of death. Imagine if you somehow <laughs> got a second one going on. <laughs> Like, Flux and Eye of the Guardian. Um, at that point, you're going to literally just one-shot people. Wait, 
Wait, bonus effects. Oh, no, never mind. That doesn't work because that's an action. Never mind. Ignore it. I was going to say we could bring in Vorhild's Oath for extra shenanigans, but all those effects would fall off before that worked. Unfortunate. <laughs> well, Unfortunate. You, you could have another... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yes. it's, it's an action. It's an action. Unfortunate. Darn. I was thinking <sighs> we could just literally one-shot two heroes and be like, ha, control heroes says who. <laughs> that said, Doomies can also, as we were talking before, use the ultimate to blow up like four minions and then yes. add four minions to mm. his card and give make him like a quadruple presence yes oh yes it is my hero versus your three heroes and one minion ah yes but my hero counts for six <laughs> sucks to suck <clears throat> yep um so i'm excited that have about... I that? <laughs> you don't sound excited at all no okay i should probably work <laughs> on my intonation then <laughs> uh so now that we've talked about doomies and the ultimate yes question Answer. Which hero do you guys think will be better and or more played between Doomies and Kohai at Worlds? Ah, uh, I see. I'm going to vote for Kohai just due to the fact that I think his displacement is just more universally applicable and easier to do. Um, actually, no, I lied. The answer is Pebbles. Uh, we're going to see <laughs> we, because because as we've mentioned, it is the answer to presence that we have so desperately needed in the Red Faction. Um and so I think that we're going to see a lot of the Forgotten Legion running around causing terror. Mm. You mean the Unforgotten Legion? Actually, they're the Lost Legion. We're both wrong. So. Yes. Nice, guys. I was making a pun, but okay. Yes. Well, like many of your jokes, it fell flat. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a cop-out, but I think the uh, Doomies has a higher ceiling. I mean, it's something that we haven't sure. seen before. Presence sure. Oh, absolutely. Right? And mm-hmm. so if you can get it to go and you constantly be racking up those guys with like quick shots or other things that kill minions and you're yes. keeping them alive, it seems like it could be a control nightmare. Um, but mm-hmm. if if either dies or you're just not able to do it because there's mm-hmm. counters and stuff like that, then, mm-hmm. you know, his overall stats aren't particularly exciting, right? True, so, true. Uh, there. And then like Kohai, maybe his ceiling's not as high, but, you know, displacement, we've learned from Eckerts and Zakols can be huge <laughs> in the game, right? And yes. so that is more, uh, you can fit that more into a deck or an idea that you already have, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you just swap a uh, Zakol for a Kohai or something like that, and now all right. of a sudden you have a slightly different uh, take on your uh, control character there or something like that. So mm-hmm. I think, and I mean, both of them have very strong abilities, not particularly great stats. So, I mean, yes. you're really needing to maximize those abilities to bring them. And I think that adds like a, a very good element of balance to them because they're not just stat sticks. You have to be able to utilize their abilities. Otherwise, you know, as you mentioned, they're just kind of dead. Yeah. Personally, I would, I think short term, like especially for worlds with only a week to practice, I think we'll see more of Kohai just because he's more like what we're used to. Sure. Uh, he's easier to slot into something we have. Doomies, there's a lot to explore there. And I think it'll take people time to figure Doomies out. Um, I think long term, if you give it a couple months, I think Doomies might end up being the uh, might end up having a much bigger presence. Oh, another pun. <laughs> yeah. I'm, at this point, I'm just not even going to acknowledge but, that. But like, but that was actually accurate. He will have a much bigger presence. Even talking about accurate, wow. Ugh. So then the question then becomes uh, now nah, maybe it's too early for that question. We'll we'll shelf that question <clears> for another day. Yeah, I, I would stick yeah. to. Uh, can can we just wait well. on that one? Oh. So what were you saying, Zergal? <laughs> <laughs> I got it, Ryan. I got it. Um, uh, I would stick to Kohai as well. Sure. Because uh, as uh, Ryan mentioned, 
it's uh, it's going to be or he's going to be easier to use or implement into your general setup. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I I can imagine uh, Dumi's uh, having to to need you to uh, construct more around their abilities right. in your deck. Yeah. So yeah, I I suggest we're going to see more core highs than Dumi's. Hmm. Makes sense. Although, speaking of Doomies, if you tune in to Skyter Sunday, this Sunday, you will get to watch me deploy Doomies against C-dubs, and we'll see exactly how this goes. That's true. And if you do super well, maybe somebody t takes that challenge, right? Because, like we just said, you might have to build around Doomies, but he might be that good that he can take down worlds by himself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, luckily, uh, as uh, people know, I, I am known for casting in the community, not deck building, so... I am not sure that you're going to get any good ideas. Although, to be fair, there is a thing called negative learning. And so basically, by seeing what I do, you can learn what not to do. And that's my process wow. of eliminating what I've done and decide not to do that. You may indeed find the correct answers. That's well, totally but also, understatement. If you are able to beat somebody as experienced as C-dubs with Doomies and he shows well, that might turn a lot of people onto it. Like, I think... There's a lot of talk about explosive intervention of because of how effective it was against Ryan on the last yes. Skytear Sunday. Oh, I think true. that is an abnormally good use of uh, explosive intervention, but maybe oh, yes. I'm wrong, and maybe it is always that good. I mean, I mean yeah. to be fair, like when I saw explosive intervention, my my immediate thoughts were, okay, I can knock, I can knock off or see if they have presence, and then mm. I can also see sinkhole. Like those those two cards immediately jumped to mind whenever I saw explosive intervention. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. I can t also mention uh, with last week if the sky Test sunday that eric was talking about and by the way mm -hmm. if you haven't seen that um you should definitely watch that and you got this you can listen to uh c dubs and i commentate our own game um, yes. which is kind of an interesting idea and i'm definitely curious to hear people's thoughts mm -hmm. anyway um, oh thank you um and then also but in regards to that i was fairly confident he was going to be bringing kohai so i brought a deck to counter kohai Mm -hmm. um and mm. while i was mostly able to counter kohai's effect um i was forced to use a lot of cards and resources into doing it uh -huh. and um i think because of that you know it's kind of the sim similar thing to the ekrit um situation um eric mentioned earlier in the show okay. you know once people learn to play around ekrit you're mostly able to deal with it but now they're positioning their heroes a bit differently so sure. even as you're playing against it you're hurting yourselves in different ways sure mm-hmm yeah, and talking about YouTube in general, or let's say Skyter Sunday, uh, mentioning uh, we should mention that uh, the official Skyter YouTube channel reached a thousand subscribers. Woo! Yay! <laughs> Finally, great job, everyone. We did so it. So, what kind of Yami promo are we getting uh, in regards to this celebration? <laughs> uh, I think Smeas had the right answer. Oh, uh, come no, on. No, that was not the right answer. We're not even going to acknowledge that one. That was bikini not the right answer. No. Oh, Bikini Estrita. Yeah. So yeah, no, we, do not, okay, we do not need to turn into Rule 34 we, Sky Tear. Yeah, we all already have Bikini that's, Estrita. Uh, yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> so talking about YouTube, let me go back to just a couple more things about Worlds. To sure, yes. Yeah, let's here. circle back to, to there. Sure. So uh, we're going to try and get through uh, three rounds of the winner's bracket and four rounds of the loser's bracket. So some people mm -hmm. might be playing five games on Saturday. Sure. Uh, Zaragul, uh, our it's wonderful host here, is going to be the producer of the whole day of Skyterra casting. And we're it's going an to honor. Attempt it's a big to pleasure do in a situation 
where we're going to have a team of people that cast the first game, and when that game is over, we will have jump to another game and probably switch casters. We haven't figured out the details there. And then games are going to fire as they're ready, so we're not going to wait for an end of a round. So other games are going to start just to get mm-hmm. us through everything. Ricardo's going to keep everything moving. And so we're going to be jumping from game to game to game, give updates on who's winning and what decks are doing well. But then that whole, you know, 12 hours, 10 hours or whatever, hopefully Sky mm-hmm. Tear uh, back to back to back. Zergul will be the man behind the scenes, and then we'll have a rotating cast of commentators, including uh, RG, uh, helping out uh, throughout the day there. So that yes, should be sir. exciting in a full day. And that will leave us, if we get all that done, with a Sunday that is just going to be four games. Mm-hmm. We're going to be back-to-back-to-back. Mm-hmm. So we'll have the semifinals of the uh, Constellation Bracket. Mm-hmm. Then we will have the no the quarterfinals of Constellation Bracket, semifinals, and then the finals of Constellation Bracket, right? And then that winner will go up to face whoever is the winner of the uh, top bracket. Yes. Uh, with, again, the uh, grand finale with the slightly different uh, advantage to the person on the winner's bracket. And then after that is done, the big boss, Ricardo Neri, will face off against our world champion to see if <laughs> wow, somebody can take him down. So <laughs> it won't be a uh, Neapolitan uh, twist like last year. It is our standard thing to have a shot at Big Kahuna himself. <laughs> hey, wow. I still maintain that was the greatest segue I ever made. Absolutely. <laughs> that was the greatest out of, out of the... Wow. Out of the myriad of awful segues and handful of good ones, that was still the greatest segue that I ever came up with. <laughs> that was great. Not gonna lie, I remember listening to that, being like, "What the heck is going on here?" <laughs> I remember, I, I remember, Ryan. You're like, "Where is he going with this?" And then as soon, you just watched the collective like chat like deflate, and they're like, as they realize the punchline, and, and everyone's disappointment just became palpable, and I enjoyed every second of it. <laughs> And so all this will be on the uh, SkyTear YouTube channel. Yes. Uh, So it'll be there for all the days. And for viewers, the other thing is an hour before the game start, we will have a closing to the fantasy, which we will do again this year. Just about Um, to ask about that. Yep. So we are uh, working on it behind the scenes, and it'll be very similar Mm -hmm. to last year. Uh, We Mm -hmm. have a couple less rounds, so the scoring has been adjusted a little bit, but it's the same type of idea where you'll pick three heroes, three Mm -hmm. cards, one player, and one outsider. And depending on how well they do, and like games in the first round are not worth as many as the uh, subsequent rounds. So the higher up, the more points they get. And as those heroes, players, and uh, cards win games, you'll get more points. And you can follow on through the day on the Discord. You can do it. Or hopefully, at least on the last day, we'll have some uh, graphics and stuff to show on the stream to show Mm -hmm. where people are. So. That is uh, hopefully people like that and uh, can tune in and uh, view Sky Tear in that way as well. Yeah, I remember it was and very popular last year. It was. And do you know when the fantasy uh, will go live? So we are going to wait for because last year we did it before we got the last Brazilian because or in the last chance qualifier because the day of. But since we have a date where Rafa is saying that we're going to get the Brazilian qualifiers by December 4th, okay. hopefully as soon as we That's get those names, I'll publish then so that they get an equal chance to be voted on. Because I think like Corito, right, you were last chance qualifier last year or some other people. Uh, like, me and Bearcat. And was, were there three? And, and the Brazilian. The two Brazilians also like had less votes. And I think a lot of that was because mm-hmm. people like clicked on the link the first day and there was, you know, yeah. no chance to vote for you guys so anyway um so anyway so (laughs) we will wait for uh that 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 announcement and get that turned around as soon as we can so that'll give people about a week almost a week to fill out their uh uh, fantasy lists i just thought people didn't vote for me because i saw 
<clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> what? <laughs> hey, Senegal, how's the weather going on over in Germany? Uh, cold. Pretty cold. Cold? Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. actually, yeah, we're yeah. not doing too bad over here. S scratching ice uh, nearly mm. every day from the car. Yep. <laughs> what a dance. So, um, <laughs> damn so anyway, any final nice. thoughts? <clears throat> yeah, I think as, I've uh, gotten everything on my list out to you guys. Cool. So, anybody that wants nice. to watch has their information. And if anybody has any questions, obviously hit me up on the Discord. And because if anything I haven't done is clear, I should make it clear for everyone. Yeah, so, uh, as... especially if you're participating in worlds, <laughs> yes. So no questions for us. Um, sad. Yep. Sad uh, days. Yeah. That's okay. But, um, but we're still so, hanging okay. around with the crew. That is very true. <laughs> Zergul and I will be there to bedazzle you with high-level analysis and beautiful witticisms. Yeah, absolutely. And I hopefully a lot of memes. Yes. Um, we, yeah, we, we're working we, on we it. We have to have memes. <clears throat> yeah, for sure, for sure. So I, I can, uh, I will have a look what uh, is going to be possible. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I'm. You can be sure that we are going to work behind the scenes um, to have a special show as we had last year, and now it's uh, with two days big mm -hmm. event. So really, I can't wait for it uh, the entire weekend just for Sky. Okay, uh, what I was going to say uh, before Ryan just left and killed the end of the episode and stopped my talking <laughs> was that um, we are going to, uh, to work a lot behind the scenes to yes. uh, provide you a lot of nice, interesting content. And for sure, it's going to be a lot of fun as it was in last year. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was such a pleasure and an honor to be able to uh, provide you with those types of content uh, until now and it was yeah a, an absolute big pleasure to do this for the world championship uh, finals mm -hmm. and yeah that's let's see or i'm curious what what the staff behind all this is uh, having in their minds in their crazy minds <laughs> can't wait for that yeah Okay, that's just my two cents. <laughs> oh, very good. Thank you. Eric, any other final thoughts from you as well before we go ahead and close out? I think I've uh, passed on what I needed to. And uh, thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it, guys. Of course. Always a pleasure to have you. All right. Well, then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me. On behalf of Zaragol, Eric, and the now absent Carido, uh, thank you for joining us. We hope that you enjoy the new spoilers we've delivered to you today. We do have one final card that is in the hands of Team Covenant. Hopefully they will reveal that soon and that will do it for the unforgotten expansion. Look forward to the spring when we complete this with the next half. Have a good afternoon, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Outsiders only. This is Sky Terror.